it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to Scumbar Podcast, episode 76, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, fly my pretties, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is the Wicked Witch of the West herself. The wickedly talented Adele Dezim. <laughs> it is me, Anthos. Hello. Hi, Anthos. How you doing? Good. I want to look up what he, exactly what he says because the way he says it, it's just so like some Adele <laughs> But it sounds like a lot of what he. It almost like, it seems like the rest of the English he can't actually uh, say. Either. The way he says it, it's like he just unapologetically says it. Like he just knows he's wrong and doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim. Oh, poor <laughs> it's guy. It's so wrong. Oh, boy. And, like, now that, now that Adina Menzel is, like, more well-known than she was back then, yeah. it's, like, it's just really funny. Just, like, Adele Dazeem. Not even close. And I'm pretty sure we talked about it, but there's Adele Dazeem Generator or John Travolta Generator, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. She's wickedly talented, but not well-known. <laughs> maybe more so well okay maybe it depends on what i guess like what industry you're in or what kind of stuff you follow because, oh i just like, mean if she was well known then he would have the name yeah <laughs> yeah and i think because that was probably one of her biggest or like debut for mainstream kind of or yeah, so, sure. silver screen not mainstream because i mean broadway that's pretty mainstream but that's you true. have to be somebody who actually like pays attention and to me to uh broadway she was i don't know how popular she was but she was in uh glee as well she was in glee she played a a big role in that and that was before frozen when those episodes were big so so she must have been like known to tv and broadway yeah and that was about it yeah i wonder if maybe she decided like she wanted to have some sort of or uh like after broadway she wanted to go more of like the on-screen route and so then glee was probably one of the stepping stones towards frozen and but she played uh the mother of Rachel something. Rachel was one of like the lead girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. she played her mom. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, welcome to the Skill Yeah, Podcast. hey, episode 76. <laughs> this, believe it or not, this happens to be our Halloween themed episode, mm-hmm. which is why we're talking about Adina Menzel, who played the Wicked Witch of the West in the show <laughs> Wicked. I was going to say, Adina Menzel played Adele Dazim in the Grammys. Or but... In the Grammys, yeah. she had the, the part of Adele Dazim. Uh, and anyways, yeah, so we this is our Halloween-themed episode. We are releasing this right around the time of Halloween, hopefully for you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, give or take. Uh, yeah, give or take a few weeks. And <laughs> um, yeah, so we figured we're going to just kind of theme it as that. We're going to go through the news and all the basic stuff as well. But uh, Anthos, instead of saying what's new with you, I'm going to say, what are you do for Halloween? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do I have to answer that in some sort of rhyme scheme? No, no, Because no, I would not ahead. be able to... <laughs> uh as of now we don't have any set plans uh i think i don't normally go out of my way to 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 make plans for halloween i think because 
I've always just been fortunate enough to like somebody else has something planned. Right. So the other yeah. friends would be like, "Hey, this is happening. You want to go?" I'm like, "Sure." Um, last year, what did I even dress up as? I feel like I just wore my onesie because I forgot to think of it, like some sort of costume. And I also did not think of a costume this year. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. So long story short, on Saturday. I'm going to live as if it's a normal Saturday. Ooh. Pretty much so far. Unless something comes up. It'd be nice if something did, but wow. but nothing set so far. How about you? What do you um, not, do this Halloween? Mine's not too, <laughs> mine's not too different. Um, my fiance and I, were going to uh, be getting ready for... I'm assuming some kids are going to be coming by. So we're going to put out the bowl of candy and have it ready for the kids to get and take mm-hmm. um there's been talk of all the school kids doing halloween around our neighborhood so okay um and we have our dog kova obviously so we're gonna get her used to the kids coming to the door and taking the candy and we're gonna try to make it so she's not barking at them and going crazy yeah did you get her a costume um, <clears throat> no we, we, we're not I, I haven't thought about any kind of dressing up and i probably won't do any dressing up. okay i have an that. idea it would have been kind of cute i have an idea for Ooh. you specifically for kova i'll, I'll mention it later okay <laughs> um a shark would be good. I think that'd be very appropriate. Oh, that'd <laughs> but, uh, be cute. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, so I happen to have a friend from Vancouver who's moving to the island, oh. and uh, they happen to be moving in Halloween night. How spooky! Oh. <laughs> so they need a bunch of help to move stuff, which uh, we're gonna. We don't really. I'm not able to help right when they're there, which is like five six, but. Um, so sometime later on in the night, I'm going to stop with the Halloween candy for the kids and then head down there to help with the move. So, okay. Yeah, even though it's Halloween, it does feel like, like you said, it feels like a regular day without any plans. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that this year. It's going to be kind of like that. Yeah. I'm, it's like a, a typical Saturday, in my opinion. Yeah, which I guess, like, <clears throat> I almost feel like it's likely that'll be the case for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I think so. Because well, I'm probably because of COVID, because, you know, that... I feel like, um, okay, so for us, I feel like it's kind of just slowed down our motivations for just, like, making plans as a whole because yeah. because it just, nowadays, just, things just seem so unpredictable, uh, and then things end up being kind of, like, last minute. It's easier to plan as opposed to planning ahead of time and then having to worry about, like, oh, is this even going to work kind of thing. Right, um, yeah. That's why, yeah, like, that's why I said some things are not, we've, we've heard about some potential plans, but nothing is set, like... If we wanted to get together, do some pumpkin carving, but then like how many of us can actually get together in one place? Uh, and then also if we want, I heard that there's a, there's a couple cool, wait, it's a blue, there's a blueberry patch or some sort of berry patch. Um, I've never done a corn maze, but I don't know if I want to go into a corn maze these days because like you'd be stuck with a whole bunch of other people that might not stay <laughs> far away from you and right. things like that. So yeah. Um, uh, but also, I kind of feel like, at the same time, because uh, at least in here in BC, things are going to be changing starting November first in in terms of our, uh, like, kind of health suggestions and recommendations, and right. um, that I feel like people are going to want to get in their hanging out time, like being outside time as much as they can, right before yeah. that happens. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I could see times that are changing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Halloween's a little bit different this year. It's going to be different, but hey, that's a good excuse for all of us to stay in and watch some horror movies and just get our regular Halloween fix, I think. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, that's kind of what Halloween has been for me for the last couple of years, is just watching, you know, the Halloween movie or uh, Friday the 13th and stuff. And then Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice and Hocus Pocus and all the good classics. Yeah. So that's something about doing again this year. Uh, I haven't watched any yet, actually, which is kind of sad. Although my fiance and I, we watched It and It Part 2. Oh, so nice. That was good. Yeah. The, it's fun to watch. We watched them back to back, which is nice too. The original or the newest? <laughs> no, no. The, the two from 20... I want to say 16 and 19. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was fun to go through. I like that. Nice. I don't remember the last Halloween movie that I watched on Halloween. But I feel like, yeah, this time it's... Because I don't know what day of the week... Or, yeah, day of the week it was last year. But this year it's a Saturday. So it's, like, the <clears throat> best kind of day to have a Halloween. Because then you don't have to yeah, worry about, yeah. like, um, coming home from work, work late. And then, yeah, <laughs> like, you've got the whole day to do whatever it is you want to do to plan for the day. So I feel like, yeah, I should use that time to pick some movies and yeah. uh, watch them. For once. Get some Halloween candy and watch some Halloween movies. Yeah. Okay. So there's I, no reason why you can't. Uh, yeah. True. Uh, I was actually <laughs> just thinking. I feel like if I were, like my, my ten year old self, but with the knowledge that I know now and the technology <laughs> that I know now, is that yeah. I would have with my Amazon Prime membership, ordered candy from like thirty different uh, like sellers yesterday <laughs> or sorry not yesterday but like the day before Halloween. So yeah. that um, that way, like with my Prime, like one day shipping, they all arrive on Halloween, and I go to the door dressed up, and so it's almost like I'm like it's the opposite. It's the opposite, <laughs> but like so I would have I would have different people coming to my place giving me candy, candy, and it's Ooh. like I'm opening the door as if I'm the one that's like saying trick or treat. Well, I mean, I guess they'll say trick or treat, but I'm getting the candy. I like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, so that that could be somebody's plan. You reverse Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you played that Uno card. <laughs> reverse Halloween. The new Niwalo. Oh, Niwalo. Niwalo's Eve. New... <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, so Anthos, let's get into ye old news. Ye old What's going news. on in the news today? Oh, I should have mentioned so. Uh, a friend of mine was like, wow, you're at 75 already? Where's the merch? I'm like, oh, merch. Have we talked about merch before? <laughs> I don't know. We're, I don't know if we're big enough for merch yet, but... I did on Redbubble. I put up our logo kind of as a oh. lark just to kind of see what it would look like. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you so, mentioned that like kind of towards the beginning of our inception, did you not? Yeah, it was just like for fun, just to see what we would look like. So if I type in the Scumbar podcast, this is also an ad right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, where did you list it again? Well, that's funny. It's not really on there right now. Uh, Redbubble was the website I right. used. I'm seeing only the iPad case on there, so I have a feeling. Oh no, there's a T-shirt. I can send you a link. Scum. So we have. We seem to have a T-shirt on there, <laughs> but it's it's actually our old. Well, it's kind of our old logo. It's it's not really like the same coloring. Let's see. That's the T-shirt. So you go to Redbubble. I've got a MapRush Gaming account on there where I was putting random things on for stickers and whatnot. Nice. And then this MapRush Gaming stuff. But then there's the Scumbar Podcast logo, which is on the t-shirt. We have reviews for our shirt? No, 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 no. That's, that's just a, like... That's a demo showing you. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's reviews for their shirt, actually. Oh, so. <laughs> exactly what I wanted. Great product. <laughs> oh, these the yeah, stock no, no, responses. No, we, nobody's bought a shirt. I don't even own a shirt for this. <laughs> but yeah so that was the scumbar podcast shirt but again that's kind of our logo but also not really so um maybe one day we'll get merch cool 
Oh. It'll say, what's new with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would it say? Or do we, old news do we have, on the back. Do we have, like, catch things? It would just say, oa. I feel like that, that's all it would say. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oa. Are you oa? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah, the front would say, are you oa? Are you not? And then on the back would say, anak. Anak. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would. Or Adele does <laughs> with, like, a bunch of E's. <laughs> really, yeah, really, our phrases are just things that other people have said, but we're just taking yeah, them. Yeah, random things we're people say them them. we just happen them. to say a lot. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> so let's get into ye old news now. Let's get into the gritty nitty news. Cool. Um, I'm, I think I do have news. Do you have news? I've got a few things. Nothing too big. Um, in the film world, the Uncharted movie has started filming. There is a photo of uh, Tom Holland oh, as Nathan Drake. That's right. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, it's just just one small snippet. It's really interesting because he looks like a very young Drake, but they've done a good job. He actually does look like Nathan Drake. Well, like way more than I cared to, to admit. Like I, I didn't want Tom Holland to play Nathan Drake, but actually <laughs> I think he's he looks pretty good. I think one of my first thoughts when I saw Tom Holland, like I think if, if I'm thinking the same shot as you, uh, I was automatically thinking, so when is he going to do Indiana Jones? Oh, because yeah, it just I know. seems like he could. I I like the idea of him being uh, like he does. He does some stunts. Like I don't think he did every single stunt he did for himself in the MCU movies, but right. he does. Like he has a dancing background. He has, I think, somewhat of a tricking parkour, or maybe even like a gymnast background. So he has right. he has some athleticism there, and I feel like yep. that could be kind of a cool fit for an indiana jones kind of character potentially i mean like the indiana jones, indiana jones we have now well technically harrison ford like he wasn't a very like he was agile to an extent but not uh but i, I think it was fitting for that time but i feel like if we were to do like a modern time um modern time modern skilled kind of person character i feel like tom holland could pull that off I think he can, but I don't think we need to. I think we should just leave Indy where he was. He's a great character as he is, and I don't think we need a reboot. Okay, what about... Uh, what's his name? What's the... What's Even Stevens? Um, the, Even Stevens? What's, what's that guy's name? The actor. Shia LaBeouf. There we go. Oh. Shia, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Whatever. That's <laughs> no, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that movie doesn't count. That, that movie doesn't exist. Okay, all right. <laughs> then we won't talk about it yeah okay no it's not for it's not good okay so yeah so they've they started filming um is there a release date for that yet for uncharted uh i don't think there is no they just started filming it now so okay so maybe like three yeah. years i mean there might be two yeah, or three yeah, years started yeah okay <clears throat> so that's one of them that's one of the news nice uh so i don't know if you've heard about this but disney plus 616 have you heard of that no what is that um here is it star wars uh no oh actually sorry no it's not disney 616 it's um it's marvel's 616 so here i'm gonna link you weird right over here but so it's detailing it's kind of like a more of a, a behind the scenes kind of look at some of the people who have created characters or have been a part of uh writing stories for the mcu um oh, okay. so that's gonna be a new upcoming i guess it's like a doc yeah documentary series by disney plus coming in november 20th so i'll just read a brief synopsis here but marvel 616 explores marvel's rich legacy of pioneering characters creators and storytelling to reflect the world outside your window 
Each documentary helmed by a unique filmmaker showcases the intersections of storytelling, pop culture, books, movies, and everything in between, and <laughs> fandom within the Marvel Universe. Episodes in this anthology series will cover topics including Marvel's world-spanning artists, the trailblazing women of Marvel Comics, discovering the forgotten characters of Marvel, and much more. So, yeah, if you if you watch the trailer for it, um, you get uh, like you'll see a couple conversations between some people, and they're they're kind of revealing what uh, <clears throat> what I guess in a way inspired them to do what they did, or never believing that they could even be an artist as a living. Um, mm. One guy thinking that he would never be able to draw Spider Man or something, and uh, there's also the one guy who has this little snippet. He's like, "I killed Spider Man." So I guess he must have been either the story writer or like the artist who actually drew like the death of Spider-Man when when he, oh wow yeah well, that's interesting. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I I think I like this idea that um, you know obviously we have a lot of things going on for the MCU already as a whole. We have a lot of actors to follow. Um, we have a lot of characters. Um, people are I. Th- at least I am getting used to hearing more about like directors' names because we got the Russo brothers, we got Joss Whedon that's been part of stuff, and we all Kevin Feige's name is all over the place, right? So, right. Um, and uh, so it's nice to see that you know there are a lot of other people behind what is making Marvel really a thing, and kind of giving them some more exposure, um, and getting their look, getting their at least I, this is what I assume we're going to be getting, but their perspective on what it takes to actually put all this stuff together from there in and maybe it's going to be more oh no it, it, it did say movies and i think a bit of just storytelling as yeah a whole. it mentions the movies as well i think you're just trying to encompass all of marvel into one yeah uh, marvel comics marvel universe artists yeah so i i think it's going to be cool to see um in that pers- in that light you know what what people have been doing more so behind the scenes to uh, to create these characters and and why and how they got there so yeah so that's what this show supposedly will be about well that's cool yeah that'd be fun to watch just a little snippet into the lives of the people that make marvel marvel yeah they make it marvelous marvelous um in other news in video game news we've got cyberpunk which just recently i just found out got delayed again to december 10th oh no really yeah, that's the reason why that's big news to anybody who doesn't know is that Cyberpunk has been delayed already a few times, and most recently the creators came out saying, okay, we promise, no more delays. And then, unfortunately, it got delayed again to December 10th. I honestly think this is one of those moments where if you're a creator, I feel like you should just not say your game is coming out until you feel like it's done. Yeah. Like, I, I always talk about id Software and how much I like id Software, but they, they had a quote for a long time when people would ask, when's your game coming out? And they would just say, it's done when it's done. Hmm. And I, in this time <laughs> of release dates and people constantly waiting for that date and then just getting it ripped out from under them, I just feel like that's what you got to say as a developer. Just it's done when it's done. Like, because it's obviously going to be done later for a specific reason to make it a better game, obviously, you know? Yeah. No, no matter what every time it comes out later it's going to be a better game mm-hmm. so i don't know now that they said december 10th i just feel like is that even the right exactly thing? Like, yeah would you rather just do next year would you rather just say you know what guys sorry we're just gonna we're gonna keep working on it and then we'll let you know like a month before it releases yeah. that it's it's gone gold and we're actually putting it to the stores yeah or we're just gonna scrap this game altogether, start working a new one because we are just not happy with not meeting these dates <laughs> but I, I think i did talk about this before in a previous topic or a segment but that I feel like it's sort of a tech industry thing. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm compartment or I'm, I'm doing like an umbrella category for yep. like video games yeah, within like electronics and tech. But yep, yep. I remember 
having a conversation with somebody who worked for whatever phone retailer and they were saying that they um, it just became a thing that carriers or uh, or the companies would release their phones or even other like electronics um, not ready oh, and, and yeah. I guess it was like sort of like a marketing thing because like they just wanted to have a time or like a date where people um, could expect it and that way they get them on board ahead of time and like they want to make sure that they're lining up their customers to get ready for their purchase right and uh, and yeah those, those companies that were making whatever those products were they didn't necessarily they didn't aim to make it like perfect and complete by that timeline just usable because they already had the intention of just like sending updates afterwards right so the intention would be we're just going to release it so it's in their hands and then eventually over time it's going to get better and better and better and then and right. then the customers will be happy because they got it earlier and that they got to um, still play it and enjoy it and then now they eventually still get like this product that they've been wanting this whole time so yeah i don't know if that's if that really was an actual trend uh it did kind of seem that way to me because yeah like phones i feel like it's the biggest example you get a phone and then you immediately have to update it and you have to update it again later um i think every single switch or ps4 game that i can recall i've had to update the minute that i put it into the console oh yeah so yeah. that just seems like that's a day th one patches yeah. yeah and i think part of it is supposed to be because it also has to suit like the software has to suit the hardware so that's why because like the hardware is released way before the software so everything has to be updated <laughs> to be compatible but at the same time actually i okay sorry to veer off again but i was listening to the weekly <laughs> planet and yeah those guys were saying something like i miss the days where i could just pop in a cd and in my playstation console and it just plays it just works and yep. i'm like yeah like super nintendo just pop it in it might have to blow it a couple times but otherwise you yep. put it in and it's, it's gonna work you don't have to wait for updates so yeah yeah the, these day one patches they cause like a whole atmosphere of developers where it, it, it create it incentivizes it incentivizes the wrong attitude for marketing actually i shouldn't blame the developers it's more a marketing problem but what it does is say the avengers game that came out fairly recently the avengers game came out with some levels and the idea of a game really mm -hmm. it wasn't the full game it was if you buy this game now it's going to have many updates later on and it's going to add to it later but you're paying full price for it right now but there's more of a game coming down the road and the problem with that is is if they don't get a big enough fan base there's no more incentive to build more of the game so then the fans get a diet coke version of their product yeah and then they add sugar they're later. told they're told they're going to get the actual product yeah but since not enough fans wanted Diet Coke in the first place, they eventually just give up on Diet Coke and Coke altogether, you know? Yeah. So then all the people that paid for it, they just got swindled into nothing, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like the developers <clears throat> are are counting on their customers to be to make an investment as opposed to making yes. a purchase. Exactly. Now, a lot of games have tried and made this formula work for them. So again, id Software making the first Doom game. That was word of mouth. They made it through Shareware. And it was a free version of the game, and they would just put it on floppy disks and give it out to everybody they can, or send it through their the network for people to download at home and play. It was a free version, and then at the end, it asked if you wanted to buy the full game. And if you bought the full game, then you would get the full game sent to you. And that model worked like crazy. More people had Doom on their Windows operating system than Windows itself. <laughs> like people, <laughs> more people had the Doom disk installed on their computer than Windows. Um, and 
Uh, and then Minecraft is another really good example where there was a $15 game with Minecraft saying that in the future it'll be $30, but right now it's $15. And it's going to be $15 until we're at a place where we can call it a full game. Huh. But if you like it, pay the $15. And if you don't like it, wait until it's $30 and see if you like it then, you know? Yeah. And that worked so well for Minecraft, obviously. It's really popular and huge these days. But uh, again, it was a smaller price for that thing. So then these major AAA companies are thinking, well, can we do the same thing? Can we do a little bit of a game and test it out and have people pay for it and see if it works and if it's a hit if it's a hit then we can just put all of our development process into it mm. and uh sometimes it works destiny was a good one that worked the division was a good one that I, I worked those aren't to the full extent of something like avengers but sometimes this formula works and most times unfortunately fans get burned and we have these day one patches that are frustrating and like you said it hits the phone industry it hits the video game industry and i think lately it's actually hitting the movie industry where movies like um Batman, no, uh, Justice League, I should say, and Suicide Squad, where, like, later after the fact, the fans almost didn't get the movie they wanted, so they're now saying, we want a different movie, and then the studios are going back to make the movie. They're investing now into where the fans' interest is, instead of making what they actually want to make. So, <laughs> it's very interesting. Very. I'm just picturing, like, the whole update sequence. Like, okay, you go to watch, you go to a theater to watch a movie, <clears throat> and then while you're there, you have to buffer, you have to download the patch i'm like okay this 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 software this movie file has to fit the parameters of this screen so just download the patch first okay now you can watch it i mean that's well, can you imagine extreme, justice but... league justice league releases on blu-ray in a future let's say justice league releases on blu-ray and people watching it suddenly don't like the ending you know they don't like and that's kind of what happened with justice league but let's just say that happens and they don't like the ending so then Warner Brothers comes out and refilms a different ending, and then they send out the patch. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. the next time you put in your Justice League movie, it says, oh, there's an update. <laughs> yeah. And you go, oh, interesting, right? And you update, and now there's a new ending. And you go, oh, it's a, it's a great film now. Um, and then you buy the next movie, Suicide Squad, and you put the disc in, and immediately at the very beginning, there's a day one patch. Yeah. And you go, interesting. What was this movie before that? <laughs> yeah, you know? no, you're not even sure. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing, so, it's nothing like the trailer. I feel like that's where we're going with this, and it... it it's a joke right now, but I mean, it, <laughs> it's, well in a sense, a that's thing. actually how a lot of movies, I think, are getting made these days. Again, they're steering their attention to where the audience is focused instead of what might be the right direction. Yeah. So, huh. it's frustrating. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, now that we're talking about movies a little bit, um, my next bit of news is movie-related. So, it has to do with Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. So, they finished filming and it will be released nice. in approximately nine months i believe so i guess there's an actual i don't know if they if they had a date beforehand the shang chi movie release date i should look this up beforehand but july 9th 2021 oh that's Ooh. yeah that is nine months away um yeah so the the main actor i guess oh what is his name it's not shang chi uh <laughs> It is That'd be Simu Liu. Um, Simu so yeah, I think he, he tweeted just after they wrapped, like him and the rest of the cast, um, just saying like, that's a wrap and looking forward to seeing you all you guys and uh, in nine months for something that is going to be, I think like a history breaking, all Asian cast, all Asian and all Asian everything, Asian invasion movie. Um, <laughs> and yeah. All Asian everything. So yeah. Um, yeah, so that's coming on. That's nice to know that, you know, we uh, MCU still has some things like production is moving forward still. Like you know, things aren't at a complete halt. Right. Um, and we, as as a fan, you know, you have something to look forward to, which is good. 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. There, that's what it is. It sounds like Sonic. Because <laughs> the Sonic the and the Legend of the Ten yeah, Rings. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then uh, let's see. And also kind of veering off, but still Disney related. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of Star Wars game sales going on right now. And I think it's because the Mandalorian is coming out. In oh, the yeah. Next couple there's days. also that new Star Wars Starfighter game that came out. Oh, too, Squadrons? So. Yeah, that's it. Squadrons. So apparently that's already on sale discounted like quite a bit. Wow. Um, and I don't know if it's because like it's just not doing that well or just some sort of like weird marketing tactic but uh here well i have no idea if it's doing well or not and i like i'm not speaking about this game really in particular but the star wars like uh ship fighter games i don't really know how to say that like the squadron like games i've always really liked them Mm -hmm. uh i really liked them on playstation 2 i used to rent them all the time and I had a lot of fun with them, and we've talked about many times in the podcast here, but I really enjoy the old arcade Star Wars game mm, that yeah. was just a Starfighter kind of game. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've always kind of liked that formula for Star Wars, but the games, in my opinion, have never really been reviewed all that well, and they're not super well known either. So maybe it's just one of these genres that never really does all that well, but the fans that do like it really like it, mm-hmm. so I'm still glad that they're made, but maybe it's just never a big hard-hitting game like... Uh, like Battlefront, for example. Yeah. Um, which I guess is like completely different from the rest of the platformer games because that... Yeah. Like Battle- oh, no, actually, no. Pla- um, Battlefront also went to consoles, but but that was like uh, MMO, wasn't it? Or like, or like yes. Battle Arena kind of thing, or like giant. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas all the other games are more like story-driven, um, following some sort of era within the Star Wars universe, like the Old Republic or... Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Which I think people are really wanting that more story-driven yeah. Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people are wanting to reenact. Not that they're terrible movies, but I don't think there's a lot of people really wanting to reenact the newer trilogy. I think people are kind of just wanting their own unique Star Wars storyline. And I think Mandalorian says a lot about that. Yeah, that's true. And I think that, like, when I think back to how people were really into... Um... So, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, I know people were really into. Uh, the Force Unleashed people were really into and Jedi Fallen Order, like the one that I played, like I really enjoyed that one. And right. yeah, they're all that I know of. Well, at least Force Unleashed and um, Jedi Fallen Order follow characters that are not in the movies. And as far as Knights of the Old Republic go, I don't know, but um, but yeah, like it's not following the exact same stories that I know of as, uh, as the movies. <clears throat> so yeah, I can see why, yeah, the fan base is there. Yeah. Um, and I guess because there's, there's just so much discrepancy with the movies, too. You know, people... It's like, there's a, there's a different set of group of people who like the prequel trilogy, and then the sequel trilogy, and then whatever other trilogy you would call it. Prequel, sequel, and middle? Original? Original trilogy? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So, I guess because of that, like... <laughs> I, I, I suspect that a lot of the fans that are separated that way are also the ones who would separate themselves from the games. For similar reasons but yeah maybe not but uh yeah if you go to starwars.com there are tons of star wars games that are on sale yeah look at them. like the the lego star wars games oh those are good games i really like the lego star wars games they're fun i've heard a lot of good stuff about lego games i don't know why but they just seem like they are done really well 
I can't speak for the other ones as much, but Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga is one of the best games ever. And I'm not saying that lightly. Like, it's mm. it's a very, very good game. There's so many characters to play as. It's got, like, actual decent humor in it. Decent to good, I should say. And uh, and just fun gameplay. Okay. It knows its movies that it's portraying, and it's just fun. Ah. So it's only the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, but it's, oh, it's great. I should try that. So it's 75% off right now on Xbox as well as... Uh, Steam, GOG, Humble, and Origin if you're going to play on, oh, wow. on PC. so It's really good to play with a friend, so I keep mm. in mind trying to play like multiplayer on that. I mean, it's quite it's it's an older game now. I, I used to play that on PS2. Like oh, okay. Saga. Or no, actually, that might have been PS3, actually, now that I think about it. But it was good. It was really Because it's available on Xbox. It doesn't say. Yeah, so it must have been, yeah, maybe PS3. But uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah. that's also... Um, part of the countdown, I guess, to The Mandalorian, which is coming out cool. this Friday. Is it not? Whoa! Yeah. That's in two days. Oh my god, that's actually the day this releases. Mandalorian! Yeah. Are you going to watch it um, <clears throat> right away? Yeah, probably. My fiance and I'll probably watch it that night. Or if we don't watch it that night, we'll watch it on maybe the Sunday night or so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Try as best as I can. Oh, I'll be so tempted to like. To watch it right away, but at the same time, wait until everything's released so I can just watch it as at one one go. That's true. But then be better to do that. I'm worried about spoilers. This is the kind of show where like I would be worried about spoilers. I think that's a good point. Yeah, and spoilers will be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you should try to keep up with it when you can. Yeah, it's up to you though. Gonna have to. Gonna have to just turn off my internet. Other than just, I'll have to download the episode and like not look at anything, and then just turn yeah. the internet off and just watch yeah. it like offline. Um. Yeah, so I got a couple more things, but how about you? Want to go with yours? I've only got one more news, uh, and it's kind of more, it's not personal news, but it's just like my experience, I guess, with this. But it's, uh, so Doom Eternal Ancient Gods came out. Oh. Uh, the DLC I was, I've been talking about for a while. Mm-hmm. And it is... Destroying It's you. interesting. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> um, it's interesting because it's actually only three extra levels added to the game. Okay. So that's like on paper it doesn't sound like much it's three extra levels and a like a side story from the game's main quest uh but playing it is insane like i've only gone through i guess maybe half of it so far maybe so like one and a half i'm not levels. sure pretty much that's where i'm at what i think is one and a half levels but it's really hard to tell the levels are incredibly long so yeah that's the what f- i was gonna ask like how do you <clears throat> like what would be like the overall length of one level well, it's weird. Like, Doom Eternal levels are already longer than what Doom 2016's levels were. Okay. Um, so a level in this game, uh, in Doom Eternal at least, the game's levels would normally take you to multiple locations within one level. Uh-huh. And so you're you're changing up your scenery quite a bit. Yeah. But in this in this DLC, though, it, it does it even more. Like, it's, it's even longer than Doom Eternal's levels. So it's, I don't know, it's really hard to describe it. It's really crazy. There's, like, so many different fight scenes. And... That's the other thing, too. In Doom Eternal, there was more breaks, I think, between combat zones. Okay. Um, where there might be long hallways or stuff like this. But, man, like, Doom Eternal Ancient Gods, it is constantly barraging you with just enemy after enemy after enemy. And it is it's, it's just starting, like, a bunch of really funny memes because it's very, very hard. Um, I, I, I normally, like, I beat Doom Eternal on Ultraviolence, which is kind of the hard difficulty. Mm-hmm. And then there's Nightmare, which is very hard. Yeah. Um, so I can't beat Nightmare, but I did Ultra Violence for Doom Eternal, and that was a feat in itself. And by the time I finished that game, I was so proud that I was able to finish that in Ultra Nightmare. Yeah. Sorry, Ultra Violence. Okay. Yeah. Um, then Ancient Gods, I made it through maybe half of the first level, 
<clears throat> on ultra violence and it was tough but it was fun mm-hmm. so i was like okay this is good yeah then there's one specific moment where everything just got so hard and i tried and i tried and i tried and i tried and i just kept failing and it was so tough and i was like th- like it was harder than like the last level of the of the original game and i was <laughs> like this is insane like so you you just uh, you're playing the game and literally like new monsters will spawn and the ones they'll throw at you are kind of like this kind of boss monsters that you're fighting as well as the regular monsters mm-hmm. and like you'll just look over to your left and you'll see like a boss monster and you're like okay but then you'll look over to your right and you'll see like another one and you're like oh my god like can you just give me a break for a second and then you'll kill them and then there's another monster who will resurrect monsters and will oh, resurrect them no. back and you're just standing there like are you kidding me there's so many times i'm in the middle of a battle I'm just swinging around, shooting this guy, swinging around, shooting that guy, and then I realize that, like, everything is just so much worse. Like, the whole battlefield just changes on a dime. Oh. And you're just like, oh, my God. Um, so, anyways, I had to bring it down on uh, a difficulty level, uh, which I've never had to do on Dune Eternal yet. Mm-hmm. And so I did that, and then beat the whole first level, and it was amazing. Like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I had so much fun. Yeah. On just the first level alone, this DLC would have been just great. Um it's also fairly cheap. It was like 20 bucks. So for all this, I'm, I'm really happy with it. Okay, uh, nice. But then I got into the second level. And oh my god, the difficulty level just like... It ramped up even further for the second level now. So I'm halfway through the second level and I'm struggling at a part now. And I'm playing on technically the medium difficulty now. Mm-hmm. And I'm struggling at this one wow. part. And I just... I can't believe You're getting your it. workout. And yeah, from what I can see from people online, I'm not the only one who's saying this like yeah. a lot of people are like mad at themselves for having to drop down a difficulty level um but then everyone else online is saying like it gets worse <laughs> like, so i'm like oh my god i don't know how much more i can take they've added a new villain that kind of um hides in the other enemies so in it, when you're yeah so while you're fighting an enemy this other villain like it it's like a ghost and it like uh, transfers into one of the other boss or uh, characters on the screen and when it does that, it buffs those characters, so they're really, really hard to beat. Oh. And every single demon in the game has a weakness, yeah. so you can defeat them if you're tactical, I guess, and you can find a smart way around them. But since this enemy goes into these demons, it actually makes it so they have no weakness anymore, so you can't use the weakness against them. And it buffs them so they're faster, and it buffs their health, so they're way, way more health, and they're, they do more damage. Yeah. So you're constantly like, oh my god, so what you have to do is you have to kill that demon, and as soon as you do, the ghost apparition thing comes out onto the battlefield. Then you've got maybe eight seconds to kill it. Uh, and if you don't, it'll go into another demon. And it just keeps going over and over and over again into more and more and more demons. So you can have a moment where you just have to constantly keep fighting all these buffed things if you don't kill it in time. But the way to kill it is by switching to one specific gun that has this very Ghostbuster-like ray that shoots out onto the spirit. Uh-huh. And then it blows it up. But the thing is, to do that, you have to hold down the gun and point your gun at it very specifically mm-hmm. and stand still. Well, standing still in Doom is like a death. <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> it's insane. So you got to stand still for about eight seconds, take all the damage that you can from all the other enemies so you can what? blow up the stupid thing so it doesn't make other demons just Buffed. totally destroy you. Wow. Holy. Okay, okay so like, the Marauder doesn't come back in these levels, does he? Uh, yeah. Oh. So this is not a spoiler because... In the trailers, the Marauder is... Yeah, obviously, I've gone into the Marauder before and how crazy he is, yeah. but in the trailers, uh, they showed this off. But in the first level, in the first level, they have this huge battlefield, and you're fighting all these crazy demons, and in the middle of it, there's a moment where it kind of pauses, and these two portals open up, and two Marauders come out. 
<laughs> and you're suddenly just fighting all these demons and two marauders. It's just nuts. I think I would just turn my game off. <laughs> oh, I, I think I, would, I rage, I've already rage quit sleep. three times. Oh yeah. boy. Oh, it's rough. But it's the thing is when you beat it though, it's so satisfying. And like it's it's kind of like a fun torture, you know? It's it's sadistic, but it's like you, you feel the developers like laughing on their <laughs> side like and I don't know, it's just it's fun. It's very very fun. Well, that I I have no complaints about this DLC at all, but it is yeah. so hard. I love it. I think it's hard. It's an interesting uh notion just just to say that like you're having so much fun even with a game that's giving you so much like kind of stress oh, yeah. in a way um and i think because i i uh like i go through that too right when i play league of legends it's different because like the stress that we go through is based on how other people are playing and not not what the developers are doing to us that's true right yeah um but so it fluctuates a lot it fluctuates yeah because like you're playing with different levels um and different comps every time so each each match you play is completely unique from the next like you will i think it's pretty much next to impossible to ever get the exact same kind of match uh, uh more than once um and i'm speaking in terms of uh like the variabilities of uh of your teammates levels uh the enemy team's levels and then also like the choice of champions that everybody makes right so a lot of a lot of variables but anyway so um point is that yeah sometimes with that game like it can also feel very stressful not unlike what you're talking about because yeah um you know you're you're trying to you're obviously having fun still playing the game being able to use like your skill and your knowledge and and feeling that sense of accomplishment sometimes but at the same time it can be so difficult and it's um it's like you're trying to rise to the occasion right like you're trying to you're just trying to overcome the challenge sometimes the challenge in and of itself is actually really exciting because it's like oh there's something that i can I can conquer. It's better than me. That means if I if I beat it, I'm better than it, kind of thing. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and in a way, that's that's almost like the natural mentality of a video game because the yes. the premise is like you always want to beat it, right? You always want to finish the game <clears throat> or, or beat it in the way that it's meant to be beat. Um, so I just find it's interesting that you're. It's it's so interesting to hear how stressed you are, and I so badly <laughs> wish I could watch you stream playing this oh. because. It's hilarious, oh, man. man. Like, I can't, it's, I can't picture funny. you that way, but that better be fun. I'm like, I'm like this. I'm like getting all crazy. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> going all like, red and like getting, a, me? Like, getting all clenched. Out. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. And yeah, you're right. It, it motivates me to want to play the game again, but on ultra violence again. After I know what's coming, mm. go back to ultra violence and beat it again on ultra violence. Because then, for my own, for my own sanity, I feel like I have to be able to beat it on that difficulty. Yeah. Because that's how I beat Doom Eternal, so it needs to go that way. Yeah. But what's really killing me is this is part one. There's another DLC after this. It's like, oh god. Oh, there's, there's more. There's, there's there's gonna be more later. What's so. this one called? Ancient God or ancient 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 gods? Yeah. Ancient gods. And then the yeah. next one would be like. <clears throat> well, it'll be Ancient Gods Part Two. Oh, I see. Okay. Or most likely, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Man, well, good Anyways, luck. that's all my news. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so then also gaming related, so and also relating to League of Legends. So there's some mm. big news in uh, for the NA Team TSM, so Team Solo Mid. Um, their main mid-laning champion or player is retiring. So Ooh. they just finished their run in Worlds. So Worlds is still running right now. Right. I think we're at uh, quarterfinals or semifinals or something, but... Uh, so yeah, so this, so TSM, 
they pretty much i don't even think they made it through like the group stages i think they went zero and six and then they made were just, it through the group stages <laughs> so they were just done so for some, whatever reason they just uh weren't able to pull through a win at all and so that just ended their season for the year and yeah so bjergsen so soren berg uh he goes by bjergsen he has been their mid laner for bjergsen. six years and he's been playing league for eight years so um wow. i think he originally played in denmark and he was saying that um, he, With a name like Bjergsen. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, Bjergsen is the gaming name, but uh, he, yeah, he, when he was playing in high school, I think he was saying, like, he got bullied a lot or something, and he, like, League was sort of his escape, and then eventually oh, yeah. came this thing where he was actually really good and was able to make something out of it, so um, I enjoyed watching him, him play. I think in, in terms of North American players, he's probably one of my favorites, and he was always mm. the most consistent, and, uh, and also he seemed kind of like one of the most kind of like actually nice guys like you can tell when people are doing their interviews like people will not hold back from trash talking if they want to and they'll, oh, they'll just yeah. say whatever like that's kind of just like a gamer mentality but he i find like he was never really that kind of guy so for me to like watch him it was like okay that's nice i can kind of relate to him because i don't like to trash talk right um but anyway he's also a solid player and uh yeah so he unfortunately never got to have any kind of world's championship but he did the the iem uh he is an iem so intel extreme masters champion he was in uh like lcs all stars all stars i think like four times um and he's been to world several times like he's gone with his team to world several times so um even though he didn't have like you know the big w he he i think he still leaves behind like a pretty cool legacy and he's moving into head coach role so oh nice that's awesome yeah um i mean it's hard to say you know what happens when you go from playing to to coaching because it's it's a completely different realm but uh you know he said it himself like he's not going to be perfect right off the bat he's going to make a lot of mistakes but i think he intends to to put in that same amount of effort that he did as a player into his coaching so i'm interested yeah i mean i'm really interested to see what's going to happen with tsm when he goes into that coaching role but also who are they getting to replace him in that mid lane? Because right. um, while you can't say like every lane is crucial because it's, it's really what the team does, but the mid the mid lane is one of the carry roles. So you're one of the biggest damage dealing roles. So mm. your team will generally rely on you to make sure that you like blow up some of the other, uh, like the other enemy team or just damage them enough or, or help you get objectives because you do all the damage. Right. Um, so it's it's a pretty I'd say his shoes are pretty big ones to fill, um, and uh, I don't know if there's any news on who's going to be taking a spot yet or any prospects. But yeah, looking forward to see what what that what that's going to look like for TSM going into the future. So yeah, with a name like Team Solo Mid, it sounds like the mid position is really important. I guess, yeah, I can't remember why that name was like how it makes it sound like the whole team is just the guy in the middle of the team (laughs) doing the mid lane well actually it's funny that he mentioned that i think the guy that he took over um was the previous like captain or like franchise owner or he is the current franchise owner oh interesting and he he was also like i think he was probably one of the best players on the team and he happened to be the mid player as well um Mm. yeah i think so i think that's the case so maybe they tend to revolve around that as a concept but i don't really know for sure and then, uh, yeah, my last bit of news is Netflix has confirmed that they are going to do the live-action Assassin's Creed show, series, thing. Oh, weird. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, so apparently it's already in development. Huh. Um, and uh, I don't know about any 
other news. Is it gonna be Michael Fassbender? Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be Michael Fassbender in this. I don't really know any of the details about this at all, but um, probably because The Witcher did well, so they're going to copy the Witcher formula and make it pretty close to the Assassin's Creed game storyline, but maybe a little bit different. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, very, very possibly. Is he? I wonder uh, if they go into. Sorry, I wonder if they're gonna go into the Desmond route with Assassin's Creed, like actually follow the Desmond storyline. So is Desmond the was Michael Fassbender, Desmond? I don't know. I didn't see the Michael Fassbender film, but Desmond Miles is the character who is in modern time, who then goes back in time to go to his ancestor Altair. Okay. In the first Assassin's Creed, at least. Yeah. Um, and then in Assassin's Creed Two, you know, he goes. Desmond goes into whatever Ezio and stuff like that. So like some of the other mm. Assassin's Creed characters. So is, yeah, Desmond was like the guy. So I don't know. We'll see. Is it always Desmond in all, in all of the franchises? No, no. The third one is the last game to have Desmond in it. Okay. Then they kind of branched off into their own stuff after that. So after that was like Origins and then Odyssey. Oh no, Origins was still Desmond, but then Odyssey maybe was without him. Like when it's like yeah, the Roman uh, one or whatever. Origins is still him. Three is the last one. Then Black Flag is the first one without him. Black and then there's like Rogue. And then there's the Paris one. Then there's Syndicate. Oh, there's a lot there's of so Assassin's many. Creed. Yeah. Then there's like Liberation. There's a bunch of other ones too freedom cry <laughs> <laughs> but they're all generally kind of revolving around the same idea though like somebody's going back in time and going into or... ancestral history yeah but they stopped the whole desmond thing after a while i guess the narrative some people just did, didn't connect to it but mm. yeah okay yeah. well uh yeah so that's in development i don't know any other details but it's happening cool it's all i can tell you yeah it's all i can see online right now too so okay well that's my news. That's the news. Yeah. So Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. All Hallows Eve. Yep. Um. So what have we done in the past? I think we've talked about like movies, movies that we would watch or yeah, uh, candy we would eat. <laughs> yeah, like events and stuff. Events. Yeah. Um. So I did. I did manage to look up some. Uh, I was really curious about some costume ideas because like I always want to oh, yeah. put together something kind of cool or innovative or. Just like, I feel like there's COVID stuff related this year. There's probably a lot of COVID costumes out there. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I, I know my fiance sent a photo of uh, someone's house where there's all these skeletons on the lawn. Uh-huh. And, like, one was, like, a COVID patient that was, like, dying or something like that. Oh, and no. On, there was one on the, on the rooftop, which was a shopping cart, and it was a mom, a skeleton mom, holding a skeleton baby, and the shopping cart was full of toilet paper. Oh, and they were trying to escape the house. Oh man, I mean, yeah. I don't. I guess it's okay. So I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, like, uh, our first thoughts, like, yeah, it sounds funny. But at the same time, like, I know COVID affects people like really, really badly. So yeah, like, like COVID is we, obviously a real thing. Should we yeah, be laughing but, about this? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, that's a good point. I guess yeah, a lot of people. Oh, I'm just seeing like pumpkins with masks. Yeah. 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 Yeah um but anyway so i was looking up some oh right i was gonna tell you about your idea or the idea for uh for kova oh yeah so the reason why oh, the reason why this came up was because uh yeah so i've been trying to find um just some ideas for costumes but uh like i like to do more like diy stuff i don't want to go out and just buy a full costume i feel like that's yeah kinda, it's like cheating <clears throat> like part I of the, i think part of the fun is like trying to figure out how you can mimic this thing by like with the resources that you have and stuff like that right so um anyway i i found uh, a couple pictures of people doing like 
um, like using 3D printers to make costumes. Whoa! And so, yeah. So, unfortunately for the audience, uh, you're just going to have to go by my description, but you can also look this up when you get the chance. Oh my gosh. So, somebody 3D printed the Cubone skull and put it on their pet corgi and oh makes it look gosh. completely like a Cubone. And it's so cute. That's adorable. And, and like... Cubone is one of my fiance's favorite Pokemon, too. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> I'm sending her I'm sending her the link. Nice. So <laughs> Yeah, it makes me want to have a Corgi so that I could do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah. It's um <laughs> It would work well with my dog too, I think. Yeah, I think it would too. Yeah, based on you know, like your dog's like size and shape. The color of this corgi is very similar to my dog. So yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's why I thought of you like as soon as I saw it. That's so. pretty cute. <laughs> um Yeah, so 3D printed stuff. Uh, sorry, 3D printed stuff. I guess is like uh, a big thing. I never would have thought that because I would. I always figured like 3D printed stuff would be um, like if you want to wear a full costume that it would be so stiff and like yeah. uh, not breathable. But I mean something like this, like a simple mask, like and this mask looks really good. This skull. Yeah, it's very accurate. Yeah, but it's like I like how it's simplistic too so it makes it cartoony at the same time yeah it does it still looks a bit cartoony but not so much that you think like it's meant to be a cartoon i think in a way so yeah it looks cool um and then uh let's see so what was that oh and i wanted to look into um just in general like people who like make functional costumes oh yeah, so, yeah 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 i don't know if you uh, this is less about a functional costume and more so just like <laughs> making the like making the situation kind of look more accurate but um so i'm gonna send you a gif of uh this is actually a little bit old but so somebody made a goku costume and this is years ago but they're standing on nimbus but their nimbus is probably oh, like some i've sort seen of this like, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so it's either one of those like, it's like an rc car or something yeah either that or i mean nowadays you could probably use one of those um oh, what do they call them uh like oh those those oh, skateboards almost but they're horizontal yeah i feel like yeah just like hover they call them hoverboards or something but they're not hoverboards hover blades hover wheels and uh, i know what you're talking about but uh, yeah but yeah, for some reason they call them hoverboards, I guess because you're standing, you're not standing on the ground. But anyway, so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you can't <laughs> so just good. do that. So, which is kind of, <laughs> like, it, it's a good idea. It's great. Like, you hide the whole, uh, you hide the whole board with your cloud, your puffy yellow cloud. Yeah. Um, so that's one. And then I was, uh, I mean, I could go on forever with this, but. Um, I love the idea of the functional costumes thing. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like this idea because, uh, so I've seen people do functionally transforming, like transformer costumes. Holy um, smokes. Where, yeah. But like where those ones, like they take, like you have to actually like move different parts at different times for it to like work together. And it actually right. makes it look like, like it's transforming. But so this dad, he, he said he saw some examples online and he made, um, he made, Optimus Prime, Starscream, uh, Bumblebee, like the Camaro Bumblebee, and I can't remember who the other, like the darker version of Starscream is, but these ones are like, they're really well done, but they're so yeah. simple. Like all you do is- they're just so you, simple. Like you lay down, you tuck your head in, and you're already in like that truck costume. But it kind of like, it works on these hinges so that like as soon as you stand up, it just kind of transforms on its own. Like you don't have to do the work. So this one is just like, 
it's ready to transform as you move kind of thing and it's just very simple transforming so wow. i thought like that's really cool um one it's really cool that his dad made it for his kids uh two it's really cool that they're so simple they're not so like over the top that uh that you have to be like a really at least i assume you don't have to be like an engineer to make it right you could probably wow. be like have some sort of background in and like putting together a bed or something and you, maybe you can do this maybe but yeah i mean i'm blown away by this it's so simplistic mm -hmm. to make the costume but it works so well and uh these, it's, these kids are just standing up and lying down is all they're doing but the the, the way that the car moves it's just kind of cardboard but the way the car cardboard moves, it yeah. looks like it just looks like it's transforming it's so well done yeah so like he he obviously makes it look like nice and glossy and stuff but i think if you if you scrub through you can see that he actually just uses cardboard and it's got like yeah. he writes out where he's gonna like do uh like draw like put in the wheels and blah 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 and stuff like that yeah um he adds shoulder straps to make sure that it stays on and yeah so he just like that's just really cool uh and then it reminded me about um this other dad who i i think must be some sort of like engineer and I, we might have talked about this before but hey i can watch these all day <laughs> <laughs> so uh so his two kids one dresses up as han solo the other one dresses up as chewbacca nice and he basically makes like it's like okay picture a giant Roomba but it's the Millennium Falcon and your kids like okay, sit yeah. inside it and uh, yeah so I don't know what he actually uses but like they're Whoa. they're on the road like driving this thing it's got like I think it's got an actual joystick for like control yeah it's, it's it some kind of larger remote controlled car I guess yeah but he's made it a platform so that his kids can sit on it yeah stand on it I think they, they actually sit so he sit, and sure then it's sit. he's built the shell of the Millennium Falcon around them. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! If I was a kid, that'd be amazing. Yeah, like, and can you just imagine like how much time it would take to make something like this? Too, it's crazy. It legit looks like it's floating too, because he's built the platform so wide around the base of the vehicle. Yeah, that from far away it actually looks like it's just floating along. Yeah, exactly. I think it uh, looks like he's also built the land speeder as well. Yeah, and like hope. towards the beginning, it looks like he's got the land speeder. I don't know if that's like yeah. something he made or, or if that's an already like pre-bought thing but uh oh my god that's so cool oh man yeah <laughs> watching them watching the kids like drive down the road and then kind of drift and do like a spin, drift like, yeah the spinning drift yeah yeah that's so cool millennium drift so <laughs> wow yeah it makes me want to like i wish i could have the time or like the ingenuity to make something like this but i would oh, know, I know i have no idea where i would start you start small yeah. Start really small and just work your way up. It's how you do with anything, really. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Look that's at the small. Transformer dad when he was doing the Transformer vehicles. His first cardboard one was just basic, simple cardboard. Yeah. It, it even says he was watching videos and then just kind of was basing it off of the videos he watched. So mm -hmm. it starts with this. You're doing it right now, Anthos. You're going to be one of these dads. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> starts It starts with the want. It starts with the that's desire. True. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then while we're doing some stars-related stuff, so this one was kind of just like, this is funny. Um that's cute at the same time but this kid so i think it's also custom made but yeah so i'm mentioning ones that are all diy and not purchased but this one is right. uh um so this one goes back to star wars episode five um oh i where, think i've seen this yeah yeah so on hoth uh they're riding on these tauntauns so what Tauntaun. i guess the parents ah, or whoever ah. made it um basically has like so the, his like the kid's upper body is the actual outfit that they wear where they're like riding around the snow but then his legs 
and then the extension of his legs is the tauntaun so it's just his own legs walking but um but it looks like he's riding a tauntaun yeah and i think it looks really well done there's a lot of these costumes around these days where it's like made to look like you're riding the thing mm -hmm. well actually I, I do have one and uh so one of my best friends he he always gets us these like ridiculous outfits to wear as like our christmas gift so each year <laughs> it just gets like more and more ridiculous and uh yeah last was it last year or the year before um he basically gave us we all have like a different infl it's an inflatable outfit or inflatable costume oh yeah, yeah yeah and so for example one guy looks like he's riding uh like a like a t-rex one guy looks like he's riding um like a lion i'm riding an ostrich i think so we all just like look <laughs> like super ridiculous but yeah. yeah you have to turn on the the fan so it actually like inflates the whole costume oh yeah 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 i've huge. seen those those are like the bigger ones yeah for sure yeah uh so yeah then looking at some more diy stuff uh let's see there's oh so i came across this and i thought this is a really cool concept and it is so this is just on reddit but you can, i'm sure you can find it anywhere um so this one is somebody took heath ledger heath ledger's joke or the the dark knight joker but mix it with like um like batman's whoa outfit. batman's outfit yeah yeah so uh, oh that's crazy it's like joker knight yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um and he's kind of like repainted the whole outfit so that it it makes it look like it looks more joker-esque like he uh the bat symbol is like a messy red he's got random spats of like purple and green throughout the outfit and i think it's just like yeah. a really cool idea just combining i like that that's really really cool and he actually like is that just me or his face actually kind of really looks like heath ledger yeah like, with all the makeup it, it looks like it's his legit hair and his facial structure is very similar to heath ledger so yeah so yeah so that's really cool um and then what's some more okay this one was like i can't believe somebody actually did this I would love to wear something like this. So, uh, what? if you look, so the first two oh pictures. Oh my god! So this first one is Juggernaut, and that's really cool. I don't know how much of this costume is this actual guy's body, but everything. Like if you look at his arms, it looks like it's all just like painted, Created, painted made, yeah. foam, and but I mean, he looks like as if this guy were to really be like a full on if he got that power to be juggernaut and actually oh, yeah. became juggernaut he looks like the actual size and stuff yeah that's well done yeah and uh <clears throat> so below that one is uh mystique who is kind of like in the midst of changing yeah that's really really cool it's a, a smart idea it's like she's half of an u.s military person mm -hmm. and then half mystique so she's in the middle of morphing at the same time so yeah, yeah. it's well done i wonder if she's trying to kind of be like mystique morphing into carol danvers kind of thing because they had that whole sort of thing like mystique had uh mystique was able to oh what was it well in the animated series i know that um mystique used rogue to steal captain marvel or miss marvel's powers oh right yeah and uh and i know like in the captain marvel movie that we've seen like she was in the army right so i just wonder if maybe there's some sort of thing there but anyway that's a cool costume yeah um and then i have a couple of honorable well one honorable mention <laughs> which i actually don't really understand but so there's a kid dressed up as a laundry machine but <laughs> why like 
Why? <laughs> and he's got the laundry basket over his face. Yeah, like, I don't understand. <laughs> he would have such little reach with his little arms because yeah. they're stuck out the side of the box. So he's just wearing this giant box. They they put the Whirlpool, like, logo on it. They put a couple dials on it. They stuck some underwear, like, on the front with some aluminum <laughs> to make it look like it's, see, like it's through the, the lid. And then his head is inside the laundry basket with some clothes sticking out like i feel bad for that kid but it's a funny costume costume, though it's pretty funny and whose idea was it to be i want to be a laundry machine (laughs) i hope i hope it was the kid's idea and the parents were just trying to fulfill his laundry machine fantasies it's possible yeah otherwise (laughs) otherwise the other way around would be this is just child abuse like this why (laughs) um and then okay so this one this isn't actually a costume. This is just a, uh, a screen cap from Beauty and the Beast. But it just made me think, like, okay, so, like, technically, you could, <laughs> you could just go around wearing a mocap outfit. Yeah, you And your, your outfit is actually You're anything. Just, you're anything, yeah. yeah. People ask I'm you what Godzilla. you are. You just say, like, well, I'm whatever you think I am. Whatever That's you so imagine funny. me to be is what I am. <clears throat> I never thought about the Beast in his mocap suit. Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder I like how, that. how awkward it is to walk in those things. Oh, I know. That reminds me of the Twilight movies where you've got that, if you've seen the behind the scenes where it's What's-Her-Face, um, the lead actress from Twilight movies, and she's petting the wolf, but the wolf is that, the the, the other, Jared Lautner, or whatever his name is, Taylor Lautner. Or Taylor uh, Lautner. Yeah. And the act, he's in a mocap suit for the wolf, and she's petting his head. Oh. <laughs> There's a, a really funny gif. And he's, like, doing, like, the emotions and stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just petting, like, this guy's head who's, like, just standing there. I'm, I'm looking this up. Okay, pet. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, just Google Kristen like, Stewart petting Jacob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um... <sighs> but it's really funny because it's, like... A lot of questions are raised, like, why did you hire that actor for just standing in the mocap suit for it? Like, props to them for trying to go all out. It's just really funny, because it's like, <laughs> he doesn't have lines in this movie, he's just a wolf standing next to her, and you got him in this gray onesie kind of suit. And he's like a famous actor, you would have to spend all his money to get him on set, and he's just standing there, and she just pets him. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I guess that's maybe it's all just part of the contract. Like you must, oh, you must say these lines and you must wear this onesie. It is all necessary. So <laughs> they should have kept it in. They should have just kept him in as in the gray suit. I think it would have been funny. Yeah, you know, it makes me wish that like producers would actually release the un unedited footage like that. Well, some I, do. Some show you how they break it down. The Marvel movies are actually pretty good with that. But you wouldn't watch it in its entirety, right? Like they wouldn't release no, entire that's true. movies. That's like true. I think. I think once in a while it'd be funny to get something like that. Just the whole raw footage. Yeah, the whole raw. That'd footage. be amazing. It would, That'd be somebody awesome. actually people could re-edit it. Yeah, exactly. Oh. People would re-edit it. It would. It would. Be I, this I whole totally. New thing. I would re-edit it. If I, I get all the raw footage of Twilight, I'd make my own film out of that. That'd yeah. be so much fun. I think uh, that could be like a whole new industry on its own. Just like re-edited movies, re-edited For raw sure. movies kind of thing. I think that'd be really fun. But uh, anyway, so that's that's yeah. all I kind of came up with for for looking into some Halloween stuff. It's well, that's okay. It was a spooktacular episode. We got to talk about this and that and pop culture and books and bats. Yeah, we got it all. We did <laughs> and and fly, my pretties. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, a little bit of a low key Halloween, uh, low key yeah, Halloween okay. episode, low key Halloween year, but that's okay. 
But that's I don't okay. Mind it so much. I love Soulker. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Anthos, where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's at A N T H Z Z one. And if you want to find me, you can also find me on Twitter at MattBrushGaming. Or if you want to hear this podcast, no, if you want to watch this podcast video form, you can go to MattBrushGaming on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I've got the Skinbar podcast on there as well as some videos of video game development and whatnot. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at theskimbarpodcast at gmail.com. Com. Not ca.com. I com. don't know why I'm specifying. <laughs> if you want to hear this podcast as a regular podcast, like a regular normal human being, who are you? You just go to any of your favorite <laughs> podcasting platform and we should be there. Because we are. Because, yeah, we're definitely there. I, I did a search the other time. Uh, the other time, uh, the other day, I was doing a search on just a bunch of random different podcasting platforms, and yeah, we are there. Just type in Scumbar Podcast, and we show up. Yeah, we're not I, always first for some reason, but we are there. What? Who else would be first? I, well, sometimes it doesn't really know what we're asking for. So. Oh, I see. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I was, I was noticing this the other day too because, um, yeah, the my the friends who were asking about merch, and then yeah. some guy was like, "What? You have a podcast? How have I not known this for like two years?" <laughs> um and then uh i was like yeah well we're on all this 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 and this and i'm like yep. I'm like well we're on google i remember like MapRush always talks about we're on google so i googled it i'm like yeah we're everywhere yeah we you are just type in our name and we're there one that i never use that's apparently pretty popular is stitcher and we are on stitcher mm-hmm. so if you're a stitcher fan go and listen to us there if you like stitches then listen to sean mendez and then <laughs> <laughs> listen to our episode and snitches get stitches so. ah that's right yeah, don't forget all right, well, uh, Anthos, uh, I guess uh, take it away with your best Halloween monologue. Dreary nights are what gets <laughs> us through the year. Because without them, we have no reason to persevere. If you're pushing for a good time and want to find somebody special to spend it with, look around you. Look left, look right, look up and down, look inside, because you will always find someone, something, somewhere, somehow. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> You you were really giving me those uh, Vincent Price vibes there. That was well done. I was yeah, yeah kind of mutating yeah. throughout that. But, the uh, evil of the thriller. The thriller. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. Good job, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good and one. Good. Happy Bye. Halloween. Bye. Oh. Bye.